and welcome to the first episode of Grease the Poles. Yes, it's been a long time coming, but I'm so excited. It's finally here. My name is Justin. I'm Nick. And uh, today is Friday, October 15th. It has been a long time in the making, but we're finally here. Yes, yes. I'm ready to grease the poles, as they say. <laughs> all right, Nick, so why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hey, man, just been betting all my life. Raised, born and raised in South Philly. Love every single Philadelphia team. Not really liking what happened yesterday with the Eagles, but we'll talk about that <laughs> we'll later. That. Yes. Uh, yeah, just uh, love betting, love the Philly sports teams, and I got a lot of insight that I feel like the masses of Philadelphia needs to hear. Absolutely, I would How agree. How about you? I, uh, my name is Justin, obviously. I'm from South Jersey. I uh, lived in South Jersey, North Jersey, and now Philadelphia, so... This was uh, definitely the final destination for me. I needed to be in Philadelphia at some point because, of course, I have all my Philly teams. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think I got a lot of fun insight for uh, for you guys as well. So I think uh, with that being said, we might as well jump right into uh, last night's events. Thursday night football, the Eagles took on the reigning Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Oh, yes. And they unfortunately were unable to prevail at home. Uh, 28-22, they lost. Came back a little bit at the end, but we're, one, we're unable to uh, to kind of come all the way back and, and get the win. I I have a lot of things to say about this game. <laughs> one, Nick Sirianni can't coach. <laughs> Expand on that. He cannot coach. All right, so just go down the list of Eagles coaches, coaches in recent history. We have Doug Peterson. We have Chip Kelly. Before him... Who was even before Chip Kelly? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Like, Sirianni's offense just looks like it's built for two-hand touch leagues. <laughs> very cute. Very cute play it, calling. It's it, like it's all about offense is pass and run. And mm -hmm. it just seems like even though we Miles Sanders proved last year that he runs and runs pretty good. Yeah. He just completely is like, you know what? Screw Miles Sanders. Yeah, I mean, he, it seems like he gets about one or two touches a game. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, obviously it's not one or two touches, but yeah. I feel like if you're watching the game at the end of the game and you had to guess how many touches Miles Sanders had that day, I, it mm -hmm. feels like less than five just about every game this season. Yes. And it just feels wrong. I mean, when you, every time he touches the ball, the fans are screaming. They're that excited to yeah. see him touch the ball again. Yes. I mean, you can pick it up on the broadcast. It's ridiculous. I mean... He's and last night he even had a couple carries towards the end of like ten plus yards mm -hmm. that really you know got them going on that one drive where they scored the touchdown, and I mean it's it's just crazy it seems criminal that they're not using him I mean it's it wouldn't be surprising to me if he wants out in and the, the oh my god yeah and as you know as a better you keep thinking that this is the game all right he's going to go over he's going to go over in rushing yards right he's Maybe too good eventually over in carries like i took the over in his rushing yards yesterday i think it was only like 43 and a half or something like that i'm like yeah no problem easy money yeah right. yeah and then he just he gets 12 yards the entire game yeah. i i i don't see how passing only passing with a quarterback who can't pass well i think i think that the th the idea with Jalen Hurts is that he runs more and they're giving him more of Miles Sanders' runs. And a lot of them are his own improvisational decisions to run the ball. But, I mean, it definitely takes away from the from the volume of Sanders that yeah, has been but hurting then, him a lot. But then does that mean, like, 
Hertz just doesn't like Sanders either. Like, and then then it comes to I why think Hertz is, like Hertz. Bless yeah. Hertz. No, yeah. Like, why <laughs> does really why is. does Sirianni keep giving Hertz this like option and like this power all the time when he hasn't really proven anything? You can only do run pass options. With, yeah. Like, it's weird yeah. how reminiscent his offense is of Doug yes. Peterson's offense. It's very strange. The gadget oh, yeah. plays, the going forward on fourth down, going for two, the RPOs all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's very strange how much it does resemble the offense of uh, Doug Peterson. It's weird. Oh, my God. And if I see another screen pass, yeah, like a running passes, back yeah. that Jalen Hurts, he can't even throw screen passes like that. <laughs> yeah. He almost had a pick six happen to oh, him. Oh, my God, yeah. And so the, the thing that I would compare Jalen Hurts to when <laughs> – when he gets the ball, it's almost like me playing like Madden or college football, like a video game. Yeah. Like yeah. I lock into one receiver pre-play. Oh like, yeah. Like I I know who I'm gonna you throw see the ball who X to. is is like yeah. yeah. I'm gonna throw, so yeah. I'm not exactly going through all my reads and picking who's the most open on that play. I'm locked in. That's what Jalen uh-huh. Hurts looks like when he plays football. It's it's unbelievable. Like you said exactly. Like you play in Madden. Like he only looks down the field when you got doing just a hail mary and he's just gonna bomb it and he's always ten yards. Well, the thing that he he's he looks. For is one read, the first read. If it's not there, he immediately wants to get out of the pocket, which is very Carson Wentz-esque. Oh, yeah. And he refuses very much like Carson Wentz to take a sack. Mm-hmm. So he, if he doesn't see that first read, he immediately wants to bounce out of the pocket and then waits till he's all the way at the sideline to either just throw it away or force something that's going to end up as a pick six. Does he think he's still in college? I, I, I honestly, the way he plays, I it feel seems like he like still it. thinks he's at like Oklahoma or, or Alabama, and Saban's just like, yeah, you can't throw in the pocket, so you have to scramble 15 yards and then throw. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, he's also still a very young quarterback, and I feel like coming from college where he was so successful rolling out of the pocket, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very natural for him to get into that. And I'm sure with a young coach, you know, it's not as easy for him to be able to mold him into a pocket passer yeah. as another more experienced coach. But, I mean, the underthrows also are, have been a real problem with him. So it's not just the on-the-run stuff either. Yeah, no, it's, it's the under – then you got to look at now Hurts never had, like, the greatest arm in college. But then you have to look at the quarterback's coach. You have to look at the offensive coordinator. Like, you guys practice, what, five days, four or five days out of the week? Oh, yeah. And you're not – he hasn't improved at all in several games with his arm. It just doesn't make sense. But Hertz is not the only issue with this team, I believe. No, I think there are plenty of problems right uh, now. <laughs> this defense, I, I don't understand how you don't invest any money in the linebacker position whatsoever. I mean, Roseman has never done it. He doesn't, he doesn't value the position. It's and, weird. <laughs> and, like, he, it's like he's still hooked on 2017 when we didn't really have, like, the greatest of linebackers, but we still won. He's like, oh, well, we did it in 2017. Why not now? Right. It's a completely different league now. Patrick That's Mahomes was not in the league then. No. Or if he was, he was just like, no, you, not you know, yet. like, he wasn't even in the league. Like, it's, it's a completely different league now. I don't understand how. The moves he's been making makes any sense defensively. No, I mean there's there are a few positions. I mean I think that the one the one you know positive from this right now is that we do have currently three top ten picks projected in the in the first yes. round this year. Yes, so not I mean, Wood Carson Wentz plays seventy five. Yeah, we need him to get seventy five percent, and for them to lose every game, mm-hmm. which so far has been going beautifully. Oh, swimmingly. So if we can get three top ten picks, I think linebacker and cornerback have got to be two of them. I mean, th- without a doubt. And then you can decide 
you know, maybe a skill position player with the other one, but I think that it's got you got to address those mm -hmm. positions because you've been neglecting them for a few years now, and it's about time. <laughs> I'm also very afraid that with the three first-round picks we have, potentially, we're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, th they still do have, what, 12 more games to determine if Jalen Hurts is the guy. So, I mean, that's gonna we're going to see how that plays out. I mean, he, he still is a very young quarterback, so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that still yeah. could happen. I mean, he's only had, what, eight games so far or nine games or yeah. something like that? Yeah, so. and, I mean, like, he didn't he didn't look all that bad yesterday, but he looked bad enough that I wanted Garnu Minshew to start the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to get it twisted. I, I, I do like Jalen Hurts, and I do enjoy watching Jalen Hurts, and he does a lot of really great things, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm just piling on to him and, like, I'm not a fan. But yeah. he, there are a lot of things right now that are hurting the team, and I think that was to be expected at the beginning of the year. I mean, we didn't have the highest expectations, so I don't think that that should continue now. Yeah, and especially, like, this was, let's be honest, the hardest part of the season. Oh, this, yeah. This, the, this schedule has <laughs> And we played Carolina right before. Yep. Who, what were they, 3-1? and one? Yeah, I mean, we were underdogs in that game. Yeah. That was an underdog win. We played Carolina before that, 3-1. and one. Then we played Kansas City before that. I mean, it, it hopefully can only go up from here. Yeah. Now we play the Raiders now, I believe, I Las Vegas now. So, I That's mean. That's another tough matchup. Uh, yeah, but hopefully with Gruden and everything happening True. there, they're all, like, discombobulated, and hopefully we can get a win there. Yeah, so what do you think about uh, – oh, last thing about the game. So mm -hmm. how, about, uh, how about Nick Sirianni, must, must have known the spread. Decided when he uh, uh, when he was about to tie the game or not tie the game tie the spread unbelievable <laughs> about to bring it within seven points the spread for those of you who don't know the Eagles were plus seven for the game yes so the Eagles were about to make it a seven point game but Sirianni decided to go for two and made all of us hold our yeah. breaths at home and you can you can tell Aikman or Joe Buck don't bet at all because even Aikman was like. I don't understand the call here. Why are you going for it here? So you gotta have a you gotta have a betting nerd in there. You gotta Sirianni have someone knows. in the booth just saying like the spread, the spread. Mm -hmm. No, Sirianni knows. Yeah. He doesn't know how to coach, but he knows how to he knows how to take it. Hey, listen. Sometimes that's all you need as a fan, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need a coach Hon that understands the spread. Honestly, man. I mean. So yeah, it worked out. The Eagles went for two, got it, and I I won some money. It was, hey, that man. was great. I won some money too. I, I had. I was gonna push, and I won. Yeah. Hey, man. I had them. With the spread, the Eagles with the spread, plus seven, and I had the Dodgers minus one. And I voided on the Dodgers yeah, because they push. just they won by one. Well, we'll get, we'll get into that in a second. One more Eagles thing first. I want to talk about Zach Ertz. Okay. So Zach Ertz oh, was yes. just traded just now. Breaking news. Arizona. First edition of Grease the Poles, and we already have breaking news. So we have the undefeated final final undefeated team in the NFL, Arizona Cardinals, making a little little bit more of a splash than they already have this off season slash beginning of the season. Yes. And now they're gonna have another target for uh, for MVP candidate Kyler Murray. Yep. We Zach are Ertz. sending Zach Ertz to Arizona for cornerback Tay Gowen and <laughs> a twenty twenty two fifth round pick. I am not good at names, you would learn that. As football trades go, very underwhelming return. Yeah, uh, I understand how he likes his picks and everything. Fifth round pick. I, I mean, listen, it's I, we all knew that Ertz was going to go at some point. I don't think there was much more of a price tag. We're getting a young cornerback who hasn't mm -hmm. played a snap yet, so yeah, I guess the jury's still out on him. He was a sixth rounder from UCF. Yeah, and I already did program. already did my Twitter digging. He already he has a tweet from 2013 that says "fuck them Eagles." So okay. he should fit perfectly in the uh, no chemistry of this team. 
as as it goes in Philadelphia, a, a player's past tweets are gospel. Oh, oh, one million percent. We only judge you on your past tweets. Yes, social What's, media is huge. Oh, one million percent. Uh, a la Ben Simmons, but we we'll talk about that later. We'll get into that in a little bit. So let let's get into that Dodgers game you were talking about. You mm-hmm. did push your bet because the Dodgers did win two to one. Yes. Game five, winner go home against the. Best record team in MLB this year, the Gabe San Francisco Kapler Giants. Led Giants, yes. Gabe Kapler led yes. San Francisco Giants. So the Dodgers do yes. come out, and they are the best team in the MLB record-wise remaining now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot to talk about from that game last oh night. I mean, God. it was a classic ending to a classic series. Yes. The two best teams in the league this year. I mean, we couldn't really have asked for much more in this one. No. Uh, first of all, I just love that Gabe Kapler's not going to the NLCS. Yes. I just want to say that Thrilled. off the bat. That uh, team also just, like – they're not good. Like, I don't understand no, it. No. Why were they good this year? It no. makes no sense to me. Weren't they basically the same team as last year? I, I mean, they, got, they just have old guys playing the best baseball of their careers. Evan Longoria, I think, hit like 280-something. Like, that just doesn't make – Buster Posey had like a MVP candidate year at age 30, mm-hmm. 12, <laughs> yeah, whatever he is at this point. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know what Kapler did. He grew out that beard, man, and he started to feel himself. Crazy. And he started coaching good. I mean, you can't really – honestly, like, you you, you got to give it up to the coaching. I mean, yeah. there were players yeah. playing at the best level of their careers. Yeah. All across the team. I haven't, e- I haven't even, like, heard of the name Evan Longoria in years. Oh, my goodness. Till Gabe Kapler. Well, how about this one? So the only run that the Giants, the Gabe Kapler-led Giants scored last night was a home run by Darren Ruff. Wow. Full Phillies, full circle mode. Of course. Was you, going last you night. Know, you know, like, if that was the only run that was scored that game and Darren Ruff was the reason why the Giants went on. Yeah, to no, the I, I don't want to see my exes doing well. No, no uh, <laughs> a- absolutely not. No, they're, they're, they're not doing better things on no, my no, watch. No, no. No, thanks. No. We'll move on to bitter, bigger and better things. Yes. Uh, so a few things to talk about from the game. We, mm-hmm. had, we had interesting pitching strategies. So before the game even started, the Dodgers decided, let's remove our 20-game winner, Julio Urias, from the, from the starting slate tonight out of nowhere and put yes. reliever Corey Knable in as the starter. So they went bullpen game to start. They went Knable, and then they went with their 103 flying saucer-throwing reliever, Bruzdar Gratterall. Maybe Joe Girardi-like, should I say. Yeah, it was a strange game. approach. So then they went to Urias, mm-hmm. and then they went to the, to the back end of their bullpen with Trainin and Jansen. But the Giants went with Logan Webb, who had an incredible, I think it was game two, right, that they won? Yeah, game two. He threw a shutout. I think it was eight innings or something like mm-hmm. that. So he threw another tremendous game last night. Oh, yeah. Held them to, I think, one run when he was in, mm-hmm. and then turned it over to the bullpen. But it was just interesting how the strategies kind of flipped. Because yeah. it was like a bullpen, bullpen, starter, bullpen, bullpen for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And then the Giants kind of went more of a, of a you know, straight-up approach. So it worked out for the Giants, they, or the Dodgers. They played more matchups, and it kind of worked out for them. Now, do you think the, uh, him putting in a different pitcher hours before the game – mess with the Giants psyche is at all or well I mean in my opinion I if I'm on the Giants I'm not even considering another another outcome than Urias starting that game like mm-hmm. I'm I'm locked in on Urias being the starter there's no reason why the Dodgers don't start him yeah. so I mean if if I'm the Giants I had to have been thrown off by that I mean for mm. sure because it was like an hour before the game when they announced the yeah. lineups that that came out mm-hmm. so I mean if you think about it that's gotta and then when you're seeing five pitchers over nine innings, I mean, you're, you, can't get into a, you can't get into a rhythm mm-hmm. because you're not seeing the same pitcher two batters in a row. 
it just seems like I don't know why I just get this feeling every year that even though the Dodgers are the Dodgers and they always have the best record and stuff, like Dave Roberts is coaching for his job every year. Yeah, it's so strange. Like it's like everyone on the Dodgers yeah, too, it, like the players too. Yeah, it's just like they never know like if they're gonna stay there after the year and everything. So Dave Roberts tries to do like these crazy like head scratching coaching decisions. Yeah, they that, started Gavin Lux, their, their, like, backup second baseman in center field last night. Yeah. That was an interesting call. Yeah, he almost but, went yard, actually. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it just it, – it doesn't really make any, any sense. And, like, this could, this could have either got him fired today mm-hmm. or won him and went to, like, a fifth straight NLCS. And yeah. Lucky for him. Well, and someone else who had an extreme redemption story was Cody Bellinger, who had yes. the worst season of his career after of course, being when, a couple years removed from winning the MVP. The one time I do fantasy baseball and I draft Cody Bellinger, and he has this type of year. <laughs> Just dreadful season. Oh and uh, he, he got the start last night and comes up in the ninth inning with a runner on second base and drives him in to give the, give the Dodgers the yes. series win. Yes. I mean, just a huge at-bat, and uh, he's been great in the playoffs so far. So, I mean, I think that uh, the slate is pretty much clean for Cody Bellinger at this point. I, I, I know. It, you have that Bellinger swing, but uh, right after that, that check swing. Oh, my goodness. That was nuts. To end the game. To, uh, the Giants season ended because of a ball. Yeah, it really did. So, 0-2, Wilmer Flores is up at bat. And he takes about one-third of a swing, and the fir- they appeal to first base. The first base umpire calls strike three on the swing. And the swing just – I mean, you could even tell from oh, the yeah. front-on camera angle from the live broadcast that he didn't swing. Mm-hmm. But uh, once they showed the side angle, I mean, it was very oh my apparent. God. It, did it didn't even – it wasn't even close to home plate. I, I, I don't understand what the first base umpire was saying. Maybe he had the Dodgers that game. <laughs> Nobody really knows, but like to when didn't San Francisco won over a hundred games? Oh my! Right? God, I think they were one hundred eight. Yeah, they won over a hundred games, and you're going into the playoffs, highest hopes you've had in years. Yeah, and you go against the Giants, probably their biggest rival. The Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers, probably their biggest rival, and you lose on that shit. Insane. I mean, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not one to blame games on umpires or referees or anything like that. I think, Part you know, the game. they had three hours to win that game. You know, it doesn't come down to one oh, strike yeah, call at absolutely. the end of the game. You know, he was also in an 0-2 count. Mm-hmm. So, realistically, True. you know, even if that is a ball, you're still 1-2, most likely going to end up out. Max Scherzer on the mound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you can – you can blame things, point the fingers, you know, till the till the cows come home. But I mean, it's at the end of the day, like, it, you, you, they had their chance to win the game. Dodgers were the better team. Yeah, they just deserve flat to out. Move Dodgers are the better team. They're the more experienced team. They're there every year, defending their title. Yeah, defending the title. Yeah, I completely forgot the lost. I will year. say, oh, I had sure. to take that the Giants would get swept pre-playoffs in yes. in one of their series, and they proved me about as wrong as possible because this went down to the final inning of the final game of yeah. their series. I and I so. I was with you, man. I just didn't didn't believe in the Giants. Yeah, they were a hundred game winners, and but I'm just a giant hater this year. Like yeah, I was well, a giant I mean, hater there's, big there's, time. There's no reason to like them Gabe Kapler's there that's all that's all you really need to know so yeah all right well let's move on to uh toxic boy Ben Simmons yes. just showing up at the door hey I'm here guys oh here my I am God, man. I'm in Philadelphia now again suddenly this guy oh oh ben. I'm gonna show up oh okay wait not all that all that stuff you were talking about like us first first of all 
You're mad that you don't <laughs> shoot, and we're giving you shit because you don't shoot. Who, which, by the way, the city of Philadelphia does not exclusively give him shit for that. That is no. America slash the entire world. <laughs> so Watch I don't know five why minutes of any ESPN show. Or just scroll through Twitter and, and search yeah, Ben Simmons. And you'll I mean, just say it. Yeah, it's, so... It's unbelievable, and then he just shows up, and everybody knows, including Embiid, including the, everybody on the team, that it's just for the money. He can give... Well, he's, yeah, he's, he's already missed he a couple huge yeah, checks. He doesn't care <laughs> what he does, what the team does. He's just showing up to get his checks and get the hell out of there. And you already know there's going to be no incentive for him to improve again. So no, there's barely well, going to be any Why is there any incentive it, for him? No, he already made his grave. Yeah, you know, I got to lie in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Simmons, and he's not going to make any team any better. I don't understand. Well, so according to Danny Green, the mm. Sixers do not need to get any better, actually, because uh, no, no. they are the number one team in the East, if we all remember correctly from last year. That does not mean. The number one team in the East that lost anything. to the Atlanta Hawks in the second round. That doesn't mean any. Being the number one team does not mean anything. He doesn't need to shoot jump shots, it, Danny it, Green also said, because know, we were the number one team in the East last year. I know LeBron's LeBron, but LeBron knows that he doesn't need to be the number one seed every year in the playoffs because he knows his team and he knows they're going to win anyway. He just wants How home. many times does the number one seed realistically actually win, besides when the Warriors uh, were doing it every he, year? Yeah, like I feel like I mean the number one seed is not a guaranteed, like, I'm going to the finals or the what East was it, Finals. The, this year was, what, the three and the two, right? The yeah. Bucks and the, and the Suns? Yeah, and let's be honest, nobody had the Bucks winning at all before the no. season. Everybody had either the Nets, Lakers. the Lakers— like Clippers, really that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really that was really to... it. Like we talked yeah. before the season, I didn't see any team beating the Lakers or the Nets, and hopefully Ben Simmons might get traded in that sometime soon. Yeah. So thoughts on the? I guess the most recent um, kind of leak was that Maury's asking for C.J. McCollum, three firsts, and three pick swaps for Ben. What do you think about that? Give me all the picks. Give me all the pick swaps. I what love about this. all the McCollums? Do you like all the C.J. McCollums? I don't like all the C.J. McCollums, but... You don't like or you don't love? Because that's different. Like, you're saying if that trade happens, you're not happy that C.J. McCollum's on your team? I'll, like, that's now the second best player on your team. I'll go on a couple dates with C.J. McCollum, but... Test the waters a little bit? Yeah, I'll test the waters, but I, I'm not giving him... Uh, he's not coming up for coffee. Okay. Right. After the dates, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see what he does for me. This can't be Definitely. a one-sided relationship. No, very fair. Very you can't fair. just come to a better team in Philadelphia with the best center in the league, and best player in the league, best player in the league. Excuse me, and I not get anything out of it. You better give me twenty-six. You better give me good couple of assists. You better give me threes. Oh, he'll give, he'll give you threes. But I think Maury, know, Maury knew that they were never going to do that. No. So I, I, think, I think that this is a perfect time for us to get into our first segment of all time, yes. which is going to be our trade machine. Yes. I think we're going to talk this. about some, uh, some Ben Simmons get the hell out of town trade scenarios here. So uh, let's, let's see what we got. So my first one, mm-hmm. this is probably, in my opinion, the most realistic good one that I've heard, mm-hmm. which would be to send him to Indiana, which my, my number one parameter of this trade, Ben Simmons needs to end up somewhere he will hate. 
I want him to end up in a yes. terrible city where yes. nobody wants to go. No free agents will sign. And die. He will be the best player on their team, and he'll be terrible. Yes. That's what I want. Yes. That's what I want. There's nothing to do in Indiana, at least to the best of my knowledge, so, besides go to a Hoosiers game. <laughs> he, and he's not doing that. No, I can't see. I can't see Ben rolling out the uh, the the red and white. Yeah, I I don't. So the the trade offer would be it, this was proposed by I think Keith Pompey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> little little Homer action there, but anyway, the offer would be Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, and a first round pick. So what do you, what would you what would you say to that, sir? First of all, I do not care for Malcolm Brogdon just because he won Past the trauma. won the Rookie of the Year over Sarge. And Embiid, both and Embiid, boys. I, I over do, the Sixers of yeah, that season. Yeah, so so he's dead to me. Right, I do not want him on this team. He's a good player. Listen, if Malcolm Brogdon lines up at point guard for our team and hits one one single three pointer, <laughs> I think that I would be ready to yeah, no, just no, about wipe the slate clean. That's true. Like, All is I, forgiven. Yeah. See now, and he I'm, will do that very yes. quickly. I'm at a fifth. and hit ninety percent of his free throws. By the way, which which another point guard of ours. So he just so he just cannot. like shoots and scores, and that's his difference from Ben Simmons. He's a fifty forty ninety that he, player, which are rare. We yeah. have Tobias Harris, which also is near that. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice to have. Well, yeah, yeah, my boy Tobias Harris, yeah. And then you also add Karis Levert, who I do like Karis Levert. Hold on, we would have a player on our team that could run an isolation. And mm. could actually drive to the net and actually put the ball on the floor and, like, drive hard to the rim and make a contested layup. Can you imagine that oh my God. on our team? I Wait, don't remember the last time I've seen Somebody that. makes a contested layup on our team? I don't remember the last time I've seen someone on our, on our team make a contested layup. Uh, it could have been Ben Simmons. But he doesn't do but that. He, but he didn't do that. He picks uh, the ball up at the I free love, throw line. I love Levert. Uh, isn't he coming off of a uh, serious injury? Yeah. Not that long. No, he But, is. like, when he was on the Nets, he was killing it. Loved him. He's still relatively young. I mean, Karis LeVert is a bucket. Like, yeah. He, he gets yeah. a bucket at the end of the day. And, like, and we, we don't have, have players like that. Mm, no. Nah. And we get a first-round pick for them. Indiana's going to be a playoff team, but we still get a first-round They'll first probably be that. a low-end playoff team. It'll be, like, a low-20s pick, which yeah. got us Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Maxey in the past and, few years. And so. unlike Howie Roseman, I trust Daryl Morey with my draft picks. Oh, I trust him with my life. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He can trade my firstborn child for whoever he thinks would be better, and I would accept Oh, yeah. Trade. Yeah. Just buy a couple NFTs and then sell my children. Yeah. All right. So the next trade, this is, this is like a... Justin Epifanio generated trade. Like I'm, I am the one that is creating this rumor All in right, hopes sorry, that Daryl Morey like will but, hear about but, this. Okay. I want the the Sixers to trade with the Thunder for Shea Gilders Alexander because he is one of the coolest players in the NBA, Agreed. and he is young and he gets a bucket. He passes. He does a lot of things that I like point guards to do that my point guard does not do. Now, would you do that straight up? I would do it straight up. I yeah. would even throw them one, maybe even two first round picks. You would trade Ben Simmons and for Shea Gilgis Alexander in a and a possible first round pick for Shea Gilgis Alexander in a heartbeat in an absolute heartbeat. Your Shea Gilgis Alexander is better than Ben Simmons right now at a couple years younger than him. I, in my opinion, that I, is a flaming hot I, take. I, I, I mean, I agree, but a first round pick and Ben Simmons. No, 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 I would no. do it. I think. I, I mean, what what's the first round pick going to be? The twenty fifth pick? I don't care. Yeah. What's the? Is there? Even I love that Jayden much Springer, of an age but... difference between them? Do you uh, know? Shea is like two or three years younger, I think. I mean, 
Uh, but I mean, it doesn't really matter to me about even the age difference because you really want him to be closer to Embiid's age. Yeah, it's more so of how does he fit with Embiid. No, than yeah, that's true. So I, I think that Shea is just a That's definitely much better, better than the Andy Adam one in my eyes, just because I love what uh, Alexander brings to the team. He also, fun fact, it is the longest name ever on the back of an NBA jersey. Yeah, it's just uh, absolutely a sight to behold. Give me that with a blue Sixers jersey and the stars on the side. Oh, I would buy it within minutes yeah. of that, of that Woj of, uh, Did you see the new Sixers uniforms that leak with the Spectrum? Yes, I did. Colors on the I side love them. Give I'm me that them. in a SGA uniform. I am, I am a yeah. – I buy the city uniform every single year. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to. It's better than last year's city uniform. Yeah. I'll well, tell you that. Uh, I loved the, the Boathouse Row. I was a fan. I have my my Max. Coming from a South Jersey kid, Boathouse Row has nothing to do with it. I don't even care about Boathouse Row. I'm, it just is cool. I like, yeah, no, I like yeah, the jersey. It's yeah. black. We finally have a black jersey again. Thank God. Boathouse Row. All right, so then let's get to the last one and move along. So we have the final one. This would be a fantastic a trade to Sacramento, another, yes. another undesirable, for De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. Love De'Aaron Fox. I'm sure there would be, you know, we would have to throw in another another player, maybe a pick yeah, in there yeah. to, you know, make the contracts work and then, you know, give them another I would pick. love De'Aaron Fox on this team. Thanks I just love hell. I just love De'Aaron Fox. Oh, my God, yeah. And I, he's a lot of what Ben Simmons is, honestly. But, but, a, he can but a shooter yeah, but more so shoot. version. And uh, I love it. I feel like De'Aaron Fox would bring, like, this dog mentality that Ben Simmons just doesn't have that he like believes that yeah. he puts on this persona oh, that yeah. he has he but he dog. doesn't have Marvin Bagley though I don't know because he he's had the whole thing with his dad being like a part of the whole agency <sighs> BBB. he's got a lot to say I yeah. don't know if we need drama that sounds like a Sixers drama situation waiting to oh happen. it sounds sounds perfect for us yeah so I don't know maybe it's a match made in heaven two toxic sides coming together I would I would like that I I like the uh, SGA trade better just because i like him better as a player that's my that one has my heart i want i want shay yeah and also just sacramento i would just say no just for the fact that he wants ben simmons wants well he'd be near he'd be near his house yeah he wants that would that would be the one drawback i would never i would never do that i think that location wise we're rooting for like a good like indiana okc cleveland yeah like just poor trade is utah yeah salt lake Lake. mormon his ass oh yeah yes (laughs) yes Ben Simmons would just come out, and you just see him at Wimbledon with pics of just hella Mormons. Hella Mormons. Just, just, all right, he, you heard it here first. Mitt Romney's just going to be with Ben Simmons all the time. Uh, although it would be very, it would be a very interesting dynamic to see him with Rookie of the Year uh, rival Donovan Mitchell on the same team. Yes. Ooh. Would they stop subbing each other Ooh. with the with the hoodies? I would like that. Whatnot? Give me give me some drama in Utah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Some drama in Utah. All right, so let's move on to our next segment. We're going to do a little bit of a, uh, a fantasy draft since the NBA season does begin this coming week. We're going to do a fantasy draft for technical fouls. Yes. So what we're going to do is the scoring of this is going to go, well, first of all, we're going to draft a roster with a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. And we're going to score it by every technical foul that a player gets throughout the season, they get a point. Every flagrant foul is three points. Every ejection is five points. And every suspension is one point per day of the suspension. So these can really add up over the year. And we have oh. a, lot of, a lot of good candidates oh, yeah. to choose from. Oh, I am so excited for this. All right. So uh, why don't you, uh, you, you want to do a little bit of a snake draft here? Okay. So you can get us started if you'd like. All right. I Feel mean, free to go any position. Number one pick, obviously, give me Draymond Green. All right. 
Draymond Green. Power forward for the Golden State Warriors. This man is the Michael Jordan of... Technical fouls? Technical flagrant fouls. Costing his team a championship fouls. Give me Draymond Green all day. All right. Well, Draymond Green is off the board. What a pick, honestly. I mean, that's that's got to be the number one pick in anyone's technical foul draft. I mean, it... Because he just brings it all Hell to the yeah. table. I oh, mean, technicals, flagrants, suspensions, ejections. Clay Thompson's going to play this year. Best believe Draymond has to be on his A game. He's, he's a four-tool player in this draft. <laughs> oh, one, like I said, he's the Michael, jo- excuse me, Le- the LeBron James of technical fouls. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap into what should be a very, very dramatic, unnecessarily dramatic Los Angeles Lakers retirement home team. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and take the point guard Russell Westbrook here. Oh, Start us off with some Russ. I just – do you think he's going to get a lot of fouls now with LeBron just I being think his guardian? And the assumption with Russ is more of a technical foul thing, I think. I'm going mm. for more so high oh, yeah. numbers in the technical foul department than mm. more of a well-rounded player like Draymond Green. And that's a really good pick because Russ doesn't necessarily just get technical fouls from other players. He will go into the stands and – Oh, he'll taunt. He'll do it all. Rap to your face. He'll, he'll yell at a ref. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh there's yeah. plenty of ways he can get a technical oh. foul. He just won't get you, you know, more of like the flagrants, the ejections mm-hmm. necessarily. He won't, he won't hit any threes in any games, but he'll get you a technical foul here and there. Oh, and he'll throw the ball out of bounds once or twice. Oh, yeah. In crunch time, maybe once. Oh, yeah. As we saw in the Sixers series last year. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to roll over. I'm going to go with an actual MVP candidate in uh, Luka Doncic. Mm. I'm going to throw him at, I think... I'll go shooting guard here. I'll okay. I'll, I'll take the shooting the shoot, guard. Because he, he can really be one through three here. Uh, yeah. But I have yeah. Russ at the one. I'll go Luka at the two here because he led the league in technicals last year. Which is crazy to me. I yeah. feel like he just got unnecessary technicals and he does, everything like he that. He does like cry sure. a lot. Yeah, but I mean, everybody cries He's a, a little lot. baby Bron like yeah. that. He yeah. does yeah. cry a lot. <laughs> yeah, but until he's LeBron, he won't, he'll still be getting those calls. So I like that pick. I All like right, the Luka so pick. Feel free to um, All right. roll right into your, See, now, into your second now and Now this is where it gets difficult because I feel like the top three are off the board. Do I want Julius Randle? I don't think Julius Randle's eh. – Julius Randle, you, you got to take into account with a technical foul draft being the best player on your team. Ooh, ooh. Because you have to be like the most hot guy on your team when something goes mm-hmm. wrong, like at all times because you're the leader of everything. You're the uh, yeah. leader of emotions. You're the leader of yeah. talent. So you have to be like, when something goes wrong, you have to be pissed off the most. So that there's something to be said about him being the best player on his team there. Very true. All right. James Harden. James Harden. Great Give pick. Give me James Harden at the two. This is, this is a gamble, as is with, with fantasy basketball, because you've got to take into account, will he be playing the whole year? How many games will he miss? And will that limit the number of fouls that he'll be able to put up? Very true. But... D- didn't they change the uh, the rule this year? You can't like jump into players when you're shooting. Yes, no, that is true. I think because of that, that is going to throw James Harden's game completely off. He and could instead, get very mad. He is getting a lot of fouls. We'll get very angry. Frustration text. You already got Kyrie with his BS happening and everything. Yep. Tension's still high. With his sage think, waving and his. I think think maybe he could possibly end up as a sixer and still get the technical fouls. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right, so we got James Harden. Now you got another one in the snake here, swinging back your way. Give me, you know what? Just because 
he showed me that he can really play into how much fans hate him on opposing teams in the playoffs last year. Saw him on SmackDown. Ice Trey? A couple weeks ago. Give me Trey Young. Ugh. Give me Trey Young at the point guard. Ugh. I hate this pick, and that is why I love this pick. I mean, that there's something to be said about hating a pick in a technical foul draft. Yes. I, I, I hate it so much, I love it. Like, if I could go sixth man here, I already have a point guard, but I think that, that you got to go Beverly. I mean, just from that hatred mm. standpoint, I despise, yeah. despise yeah. Patrick Beverly. But I just won't know if he gets fouls enough because he's in Minnesota now. True. Yeah, I, that's a good I point. I won't even – His playing time might I be a little won't, limited. Yeah, like him and D'Angelo Russell, like, come on. Maybe even Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Ben I wouldn't hate him in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, – <laughs> do I stick with my retirement home Lakers thing here and go with uh, – with Braun himself, King James. Wow. Le- I think I will. Braun for technical fouls. I think I'm going to go with Braun, and I think I'm going to mm. take Randall. I think I'll go Randall as my power Ooh. forward. Okay. I absolutely hate that LeBron pick. I don't think that's going to do anything for you. All right, so you still have you still have your three, and I then have, your center. You still have to. We're gonna. We agreed beforehand. We're both gonna pick a sixer for this. We have to pick. Yeah, a we had to pick a sixer. And I and think we're pretty two, much. Yeah, the two into the logical centers. ones are both centers and Andre Drummond and, and Embiid. And of Embiid. So who do I? Got? Why don't you get your small forward out of the way yeah, first? Yeah, I gotta get go my sixer, small sixer. forward. And I'm looking at the list here. I don't. Ooh. Uh, Danny Green doesn't give me, please your eye. Give me uh, Jimmy Buckets. Okay. All right. Give me Jimmy Buckets just because. Pick. No. And he's t- tamed it down a little bit, I think, in Miami. But I still think that he's good for a couple dozen technical fouls okay. a year. Damn. So I'm, go, I'm pissed that you ended up with the first pick in the Sixers yeah, round. Yeah, see. And now I have to go. Andre Drummond. You're going Drummond? Oh. Let's go. Oh, I wanted go- Embiid. No, yeah. I'm going I'm going Drummond. Wow. Just because Embiid. What kind of Philadelphian are you? <laughs> Embiid, Taking anyone over Embiid in anything? Embiid just is better. So he doesn't – I feel like Andre Drummond wants to be Embiid so bad, and because he's not and he knows that, he just gets frustrated easily. Fair. This man gets frustrated on any team he's on. He was on the Lakers and played, what, five minutes a game? Oh, it, it doesn't matter how many minutes oh, no. Drummond has and on the floor. He will, he will put up, his stamp on he the game. He will pick up those. I don't know if he's still mad that iCarly dumped him. <laughs> I don't know Sam. what's up with Sam from iCarly dumped him. He just, I feel like he's going to get way more than JoJo this year. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's going to be close just because JoJo obviously will be on the floor for longer and have more of a chance. Yeah. But, um, I think that Drummond is very efficient with the technical fouls. Oh, yes. He, and that's he, something you yes. look for. Give me give me a nice average of technical fouls every, like, three or four games. I'm going to win this. All right, so let, let's summarize the team. So, Nick, you have Trey Young at the at the one, James Harden at the two, Jimmy Butler at the three, Draymond Green, the technical foul goat at the four, yes. and Andre Drummond at the center. Hopefully Draymond Green kicks some kick some crotches, and we could get those numbers up. There we go. And I, you I have, have an absolute all-star team as I, my team. I, but yeah, of course, but this isn't, this, that doesn't matter to this. I don't, I, I don't really so like your team at all. My team is Russell Westbrook at the one, Luka Doncic at the two, LeBron James at the three, Julius Randle at the four, and Joel Embiid at the five. The Braun pick I still hate. A lot of anger in that lineup, I would I say. Still, a lot of complaining. Yeah, but like Braun barely gets fouls a game. I have the all-whining team, I think. You do. 
you yeah. do have a good whining team. Like if they don't get their way, they're go- they're going to hear about it. But oh, yeah. so do I, man. I I feel like James Harden is as much of a complainer. Harden, as I'm missing Harden for my all. Harden team. is like if you. If, if I you, could trade yeah. like Russ for Harden, that would be the perfect all yeah. lining. Oh team, man! Or actually, Randall for Harden. Yeah. If now, I had Russ, Harden, Luca, Braun, and Joel Embiid, great complaining team. Unbelievable! Dare I say the dream team of complaining? Yes. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's just about all we got for uh, for today. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, nothing really. Just thank you guys for tuning in to the first ever Grease the Polls. I know this has been a long time coming, but appreciate the support and it everything. Means a lot. I love every single one of you. I love personally. every three people that are listening to this. Every third. Wow. Hey man, gotta we gotta get those numbers up, man. Only the only the first episode. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> Tell a friend. Follow us grease on. Grease a poll. Tell a friend and grease a poll. Grease, grease, that fucking poll. Follow- uh, you know what? I feel like this is a good opportunity for us to explain some context of the title of our podcast. Oh uh, yes, before yes, we before we yes. dip out of here. This is very this is very necessary. Would you like to Would you like to take this one, sir? So, sir Nick. So yeah, because you were in Jersey doing whatever Jersey kids do when the Eagles won. This I was playing collegiate baseball. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Different. So, all right. I was I was in the trenches in in Philadelphia land winning Super Bowls. <laughs> Philadelphia land. So. Winning. Eagles won. You were winning the Super Bowl yourself. I helped them win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I did not wash my T-shirts or my outfit that entire. Don't don't let me get into right, this. No, no, this no, will no. be a ten-hour podcast. Uh, I apologize. So, 2017, Eagles win the Super Bowl to prep beforehand. The city <laughs> just greased all the telephone poles in anticipation, cable poles and everything, because they knew if we were to win the Super Bowl. People will climb up those poles and cause havoc. And guess what happened? Nonetheless, they still climbed those poles. They still climbed those. Grease ain't stopping. Grease ain't stopping us. Oh, nobody. Oh, my God. It doesn't mean you don't have to grease the poles. We've been drinking Bud Lights and Natty Lights since 9 a.m. that day. Do you think a little bit of grease is going to stop me? That was your contribution from climbing this pole. Oh, yes. Yeah. More. I contributed in more than one occasion to this (laughs) Eagles team. Well, because they greased the polls, we figured that it's the perfect title for our podcast. Of because course. nothing is stopping us. Not even Greece. Not even Greece. Or a poll. Or a poll. We'll so, call that poll all day. And eventually, it will lead us to the championship of podcasts. Yeah. If we can't win one in this city with one of our sports teams, we might as well uh, do it that way. And huh? let's be honest. Nobody's winning anything anytime soon. So you might as well just support this podcast. Hey, maybe the union. How how are they doing? Is Freddie Adu still on the union? That's the <laughs> only soccer no player I know off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you anyone Freddie since Adu. Him. Do you remember uh, Freddie Adu? Uh, no, I do. I, 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 I Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu was crazy, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how they're doing. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're a championship. Hey man, do year. do we still have the kicks? Like, is there any other? I think that the union is the like that's like the that's that's our soccer, soccer team now. Team now. Cross team something. Well, whatever. Anyway, we're not winning anything anytime soon. So that basically, so the plan with this podcast is going to be to release on Fridays. We're going to be a, a weekend podcast because we're fun like that. Yes, you have to, you have to gain insight before you bet those Sunday football games. So we figured weekend drop it on Friday is the perfect time to catch up on us and then go win some money and just feel great heading into your weekend. Just feel great. I mean, just, who'd you rather listen to heading into your weekend? Honestly, yeah, like honestly. Probably a lot of people. But, hey, if you throw us on, we won't, I mean, we won't uh, argue with it. I'm better than most people, but let's yeah. 
All right, so we do have an Instagram for you to follow. Keep updated with everything. That's going to be at Grace the Polls Pod. So feel free to throw that a follow right after you uh, subscribe, of course, to our podcast. We will update the Instagram constantly with uh, content links, polls, anything that uh, you guys would like us to do just to interact with fans and all listeners. Content. Content. Well, we that's what we got to do. Content. We just got to put out just content, content out the ass, man. Just content, that's what we content, got. content. We have content. Don't There's worry. so much content in my brain. You guys are just not even ready for it not even ready for all the content all right well i think that's just about all i've got nick all right yeah that's all i got too thank you guys so much for listening to the first edition of grease the polls and we'll see you next time sounds good take care have a great weekend go birds go birds